0: This is your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes jam-packed with today's news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story, which it probably will be for the entire year, is the impeachment, and in this case, the minutiae of the rules. The rules. You want to hear a couple of rules, Binkley?
1: I can't wait to hear what they were up (laughs) until the middle of the night trying to figure out.
0: Well, thank goodness they resolved our confusion about how you can get 24 hours worth of opening statements in some amount of time other than a day. Uh-huh. And it was that they actually have 24 hours. That's where I was confused. I thought they had 24 hours to give their opening statement. They have 24 hours to talk. So it was going to be two, two days, 12 hours of talking each. And then they said it could be three days, eight hours of talking each side. So it can't be done by Saturday. That was one big rule, that's good, because uh, we need
1: twenty four hours of talking about this.
0: I feel like that it should be they should just vote at the end of that.
1: I feel like, like they, they should, should too.
0: that just should be enough because, in my opinion, there's only two things that matter. One is that phone call, which on its face means nothing to me. I mean is totally there is a reasonable alternative explanation, which is the explanation that. The guys involved said it was, which is there was corruption. Yovanovitch we know was corrupt, and uh, Biden we know is corrupt. So have at it. And the IMF was withholding funds, so you should withhold funds for that. But the other thing is, was the were was withholding the funds? I always wanted to know what the documentation was for that, what the process was for that. Did they just not write the check? Did they paper it up? Did somebody give a command? I always wanted to know that. And the GAO report that we talked about last week, or at least on the WSB show on Saturday, they did get into that it, it's just a kind of a, a form process. Like OMB, the Office of Management and Budget, just says, hey, we're not making this payment right now, but we will within by the time the deadline happens. So I just always wanted to know like, if there was any documentation about that. So- In the Senate, Democrats anyway are asking to see that, and apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal from today, the Trump administration had denied requests for those documents last year. So they don't have those documents. To me, I think those documents will be a nothing burger. At the very worst, they will be ambiguous, and that Trump just didn't send it just to milk this thing because they're basically in on it. But that is something that I think would be good to get. So what they want. And I think that's why the GAO report, which was ambiguous and was the focus of all that back and forth last week. Remember, it was like weirdly the center focus. Everybody was calling into the show about everything. I think that that's supposed to get both Republicans and Democrats to say, hey, hey, hey. We can do all this stuff. Another thing McConnell said yesterday of the rules, which was a little bit of a – well, was certainly a definitive statement that he had not made before, was that all the House evidence would be read into the Senate record. So they will have all that stuff. So in my mind, do that, have the two statements, and then you know they're bandying about the idea of a motion to dismiss, which I think – a motion to dismiss would re- require a majority – or a supermajority, probably just a majority, maybe a supermajority. But if they just vote, if they just say no trial no te- or whatever, no witnesses, no further testimony, we're just going to – the prosecution is basically – the House was what the prosecution was. They rest their case more or less. Does the defense want to present a case or just let's just vote? So if they voted, they would only need 35 votes to just put this away. Yeah, and they would have them, in my opinion. So they're going to act like there's some kind of demand or perhaps this just straight majority, which only requires, I guess, four GOP senators to say, no, no, we want witnesses. We want those GAO documents. We want to clear the president's name or we want to get to the bottom of this or we're the Republicans against Trump or Republicans for the rule of law. So they are going, I, I think they simply must proceed to witnesses and testimony and stuff, even though are they gonna vote on that? No after logical the... sense. I think they do vote on that. Yeah. Um they were going to now McConnell had said they were gonna vote on it before the House evidence was read. And now I guess that's what he changed. Now he's saying the House evidence is going to be read into the Senate record. Yeah. And then I think uh I think it wasn't clear from the one or two articles I read that, but I th- might understand it seems to me that if whatever McConnell's rules were, they can amend them to require trial or like require witnesses and testimony and documentation everything, that would take just a like a a few g o p centers and they have that,
1: yeah, doesn't it seem odd that all of these rules are kind of being made up on the fly
0: i don't I don't think so
1: because. Like the
0: fact that there's no actual body of law to say what is an impeachable offense. It's a very rare thing. It's basically a line or two in the Constitution. It is kind of, as you go, I would go back to the Jackson thing. To the extent you wanted to know how the founders wanted it to go, they were a lot closer to the founders back then. By the time Clinton rolls around, it's so partisan, it's so corrupt, it's so—it was such a—I mean, it's almost like it was a—he was getting impeached for one thing to, to distract from the fact that that Whitewater thing was such a, a financial scandal. See, that's the thing with Biden, too. I mean, the Democrats seem to just be after the money. I just think they're so good at government corruption, and that's why they're big government people. They just – they just – it's natural to them.
1: Yeah, speaking of the Bidens, there has been talk – allegedly there was talk. This is according to The Washington Post of a witness swap where apparently a small group of Democratic senators were privately considering a deal that was brought up by Ted Cruz, the blobfish himself, (laughs) where they would – Trade John Bolton's testimony for the testimony of Joe and Hunter Biden, like this is a fantasy draft or this is the trade deadline for the MLB. But Schiff came out, and they said that they're not going to do that because they would be trading a, a witness that's completely irrelevant to the case in the Bidens. Yeah, completely irrelevant to the case for one that's material in Bolton.
0: And and Biden just came out and said the – he he threatened, what is it, the New York Times, Washington Post, or mainstream media in general, that they basically had to include the word debunked when they talk about the theory. Didn't you see that? I tweeted that at you. I thought you responded to me.
1: Did I see – I don't think I saw that.
0: Oh, okay. Somebody else must have responded uh, they, that that he wants to make sure – That he's going to start suing people if they don't say it's debunked, but of course, what we really want is not debunkery. It's not some, you know, uh, hoax. It's it needs to be disproven. Yeah, it's an allegation of a crime, and there is evidence to support it: witness documents, everything.
1: Tulsi Gabbard's suing Hillary Clinton over calling her a Russian agent.
0: Yeah, there is something going on about this defamation thing. So if defamation law were used properly, you would never have to have prior restraint laws on the First Amendment. So the First Amendment means you can't have prior restraint on speech, prior restraint saying you can't say this just in case. That's exactly what the First Amendment makes sure you don't do. But when they say, well, you're not allowed to cry fire in a crowded theater, I say, yeah, you are. But you have to be held responsible for the damages done, and there are legal remedies for that. And they they little by little neutralize recourse through defamation and intentional infliction of emotional stress and stuff like that. The um, That Baptist church against the gay soldier at the funeral, that real famous Baptist church that does things that are really controversial – there was a big uh, case about that, and they held in favor of the people exercising their free speech, and and did not give the remedy to the family that they intentionally inflicted emotional distress on, and defamed. So, they they're messing with defamation law. So, in my opinion, so that there is no traditional, foundational, fundamental legal recourse. And then you have to impose a regulatory regime on speech. So I feel like these defamation cases, that's why I was disappointed when the MAGA hat kid settled. Yeah. He settled without going to court. So his lawyer, who's an Atlanta guy, wouldn't, I don't think he would have rolled over on the real issue. Some of those First Amendment lawyers, I just, constitutional lawyers, like the good guys, just love them. Yeah, you know, I just love them. They just make me crazy. So uh, anyway, I'm sure that guy is uh, solid and would have fought to the death, but of course, he's got to represent his his client, so he just took the money. Took but there's money. another case pending there. So anyway, I smell a rat with all that. Yeah, I there's something going on there. That theme good. has
1: been floated a lot.
0: It'll be what'll ha- what I think would fit is if the defamation thing is not resolved in what you would think would be a fair way. So if Tulsi is, was truly defamed, she will not get satisfaction. Yeah. And then they'll say, look, justice isn't served the, on, according to our system.
1: Unless Hillary can prove that she is, in fact, a Russian agent because truth is a defense yes. to defamation.
0: Nice. Excellent. I doubt she can prove that. So, But what is a Russian agent? Can you change the definition of that?
1: probably it's probably Can you somebody be an who's not a, yeah somebody who's unwitting? not a progressive or who doesn't like whoever the progressive theme is is
0: yeah i mean if it's if it's simply to promote the interests of the russians without knowing it like your propaganda guys tell us remember you played all that stuff Yeah. those great clips where they were just like okay they have Hillary in jail on the back of a pickup truck in Florida, those good people didn't realize the idea was planted in their minds by Russians. So they were Russian agents. Yeah. They were just unwitting.
1: Even if it's true, but it originated from a Russian source, that's also spreading Russian propaganda. That's true.
0: That's true. God, what a crazy upside-down world we live in.
1: So Davos, unless you got more on impeachment?
0: No. No. Except for why Justice Roberts, like, the Supreme Court is in session. And Roberts is across the lawn goofing around with these senators on this nonsense.
1: They made it a big story about how he, quote, reprimanded people saying you need to— I can't remember what exactly he said. yeah, not drink coffee,
0: don't use your phone.
1: No, he stopped them, and he talked about how they need to maintain the honor of the Senate. Oh,
0: because one of them fell asleep.
1: Something like that, and the way they were bickering with each other, and he gave this stupid little, it wasn't even like a diatribe, and he wasn't uh, even really reprimanded. It was just really dumb.
0: Yeah, I think Grassley hit him in the head with a spitball, and he was like super pissed about it.
1: He put Grassley in detention, kept him after school.
0: (laughs) Had to sit in the hallway. Had him clean up
1: after shift, which is disgusting. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. With his thyroid problem, his eyes are bulging out. Can you imagine that face staring in your window at night? Dude,
0: the only thing better than he wants to eat your baby is when someone did a poll, like, does he want to eat your baby or did he just see his parents having sex? And it's just like.
1: Oh. While eating your baby. Maybe. While eating your yeah. baby.
0: That's just a hobby of his. <laughs> but one of the senators complained that if he doesn't get to drink coffee all day, he has to front load it, front end load so it. So have
1: to pee the whole time?
0: Oh, I think it was worse. He's like, well, there would certainly be some unpleasantness if that if I was forced to do that, it's like
1: – Well, I didn't hear him don't. say anything about no cocaine, so he can just bring that in.
0: You know, I just – I can't help but think that Hank Johnson, if anyone were a candidate of having done a lot of cocaine, the guy who thinks that Guam is going to tip over.
1: He's done a lot of something. A lot of so- –
0: yeah, cocaine. would <laughs> It would be lucky. He, he wouldn't be in that bad of shape if it was just cocaine. Yeah. So, yeah, Davos, bring it. Davos has a dirty
1: little secret, according to the Hoover Institute's Niall Ferguson. Nile. Niall Ferguson, yeah. Nile Ferguson, who said that the dirty little secret of Davos 2020 is that they all need President Trump to get reelected. Nobody wants to say that out loud. And then he goes on to say that almost nobody gave him a chance of winning the nomination, much less winning the presidency – and then the following year, they had all this trauma, and then – because he won against their expectations. But now they are all a great deal richer because of that, because of him, and that for the ultra-wealthy, Trump remains the obvious favorite. If faced between the Democratic frontrunners, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, I found the frontrunner part odd because Biden is still the frontrunner, I believe. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely, and uh, I think the Iron Workers Union just supported him ahead of Iowa, so yeah. –
1: this He's goes not. to what you talk about a lot, and what what I've talked about too, and that these people are all getting rich with Trump in office. Wealthy people, politicians—they're all well. You've said, have you said you said that they want him to win.
0: I think they want him to win, but I've never said that's why.
1: Yeah, I because,
0: think one of the reasons
1: why is they're getting filthy rich off of them.
0: Yeah, that may be true. Oh well, I certainly think there's cronyism. Yeah, and globalism. So yes, I didn't make that connection, but certainly what i think supports that the the, thi- the this makes me think what you're saying does make me think that for sure he will be reelected not yes because of that i guess the way i think of it is all those guys want globalism so davos talks about all that stuff that he wants the stakeholder thing whatever and he's talking about multinational corporations, and when I was reading his new Davos manifesto, I couldn't help but think he's not talking about mom and pop entrepreneurship. he's not talking about free market competition. he's talking about a highly controlled mega corporation with this kind these kind of Capabilities and only they have those kind of capabilities and that it is a quasi-governmental thing. It's really fascism or like private government. Yeah. So when I was reading this book, Snow Snowfall, not snowfall shit. Uh Snow Crash. Just this great book about like this anarch anarcho-capitalistic dystopian future. But the corporations are governments. So what I say is in a truly anarcho-capitalist situation or free market situation of any kind, you don't have dominant corporations because the corporations only get that way because of the regulatory regimes keep competition down. That's why what I always said did come up on Fox Business about Facebook. Well, hopefully they'll get regulations which will lock in their market share. It's like, yes. Why wouldn't you say it? Is that just a financial analysis? And when I say it, it's conspiracy nutness. You know, no. I can't. But that's how it all reads to me. So, yes, they get rich that way. And the method isn't that he deregulates. It's actually the opposite. And and this it's like he's saying all he said is nationalism, nationalism, nationalism. And that's what he says is, drives his trade policy, but it isn't. It's globalism. And when the Brexit happens, both the UK and EU are being talked about plugging in. So I I agree, and that was uh,
1: plugging into what
0: USMCA. Okay, in my opinion, because yeah. no one, no one, no one, no one talks about how the China deal blows up the USMCA. It blows it up. The USMCA can kick the United States out for making a unilateral trade deal. They must address it. Will the other countries get to have the same terms? Will China plug in? Do we get a carve-out? I mean, it's absolutely critical. And he actually said in the Davos speech, Trump, the USMCA happened last week and the China deal happened last week. Just a coincidence they happened (laughs) in the same week. I'm like, why would you even say that? And especially since it's absolutely not true. They had to wait for USMCA to get signed before China. Would sign that deal because it, it, it pertains. Yeah. So I do think that globalism is a common, and that's what they're into, and he's their buddy for doing that.
1: Slowly emerging around us, almost invisible at times, sometimes very visible.
0: Yes, as you pointed out yesterday, it's every every corporation seems to be adopting
1: mm-hmm. these anti— Sustainable values. Social,
0: yes, yeah, socialism over—or or social justice over— simple math they call it social (laughs)
1: responsibility corporations and it's
0: awful because it no the regular us social people like us who are the society we are not living in those ivory towers none of us wants it no none of us wants it none of us wants to i'm just telling you as a chick who's been exposed to several establishments who changed their two bathrooms to unisex it's fucking disgusting i'm sure it is I mean, if it should just be equipment. They should just have a picture of, like, if this is what your equipment looks like, we have equipment that goes with that equipment.
1: That could be very offensive, thinking that you have that equipment if inside you don't have that equipment.
0: I care about what's on the outside. I don't care about your birth certificate. If your thing can do this, it needs to be over there. And if it can't, it needs to be over there.
1: Yeah, it's got to be representative of size. I'm just and, you know, telling shit. you,
0: it's filthy and disgusting and I don't know what's wrong with you people but (laughs) you need to have more respect men's bathrooms (laughs) are
1: horrible compared to women's bathrooms that
0: is absolutely true women's Mm. bathrooms are all covered in pink fur we have their kittens in there like we just don't want men just they just ruin it
1: it looks like a homicide has occurred in a man's bathroom (laughs) every time
0: (laughs) it's so awful I think I had a couple more things on Davos though uh oh Someone tweeted me, and I did actually go back, and I I couldn't listen to every damn word, but I think I found the passage where it would have been, and it wasn't, but I found a similar passage in the speech that Trump made to launch his campaign for 2020, and this is the tweet I got. Thank you very much for um, Darren's tweet. Hey, Monica, I'd like you to listen again to Trump's Davos speech. He hints that in a matter of no more than 18 months, he will make it known that both medical treatment to eliminate HIV-AIDS along with cancer will be made public, okay? So he's saying he's going to cure cancer and AIDS, which he has been saying something like that. I could not find the exact passage, so I don't know for sure, but I have something to say about that.
1: His uncle was credited with curing cancer back in the 50s, by the way, using Tesla's technology, but that's another story for another time. Dr. John Trump. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Interesting. So— HIV and AIDS. I read a book by Nancy Turner Banksing saying upending the HIV paradigm, HIV cancer paradigm. And that was to – that she says that they're both caused by environmental, environmental factors including but not limited to a lot of free radical oxygen that the cells can either just die because oxygen is so – um, toxic and that's kind of AIDS because your immune system starts to fail or it can, the cells can hyperproduce cells to absorb all the extra oxygen. That would be cancer. So it's highly environmental. It's, it's, you can help it with supplements, which they're trying to like ban or make prescriptions supplements. And then a lot of the stuff that a lot of the pollution, they talk a lot about carbon dioxide. It's not carbon dioxide is not a pollutant. It's a good thing. It makes stuff grow All the other stuff they don't talk about, you never hear Greta talking about, aluminum tests, barium, strontium, stuff like that that's found in the soil, the air, the water. That may be stuff that encourages these uh, oxygen molecules to break free, and that is highly toxic. So that he should be identifying two things that really don't need more of like a prevention and understanding than cure – because they, they're cured with toxins. My brother didn't die of AIDS; he died of AZT yeah. poisoning, and chemo is poisoning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, it's funny that he would identify those two things, which will be with us as long as we continue to pollute in secret like this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I went to a new doctor. I never go to the doctor, but I just I had something wrong, and it's hard to find a doctor these days post Obamacare. So I went, and she wanted me. She started pushing vaccines on me. You need to get whooping cough, shingles, blah blah blah. And I'm like afraid she's not going to see me anymore, or report me, or whatever. So I couldn't be <laughs> like, "Are you kidding?" You're
1: afraid you're not so going to get to leave the doctor's. She wanted office? to
0: give it to me right then and there. So I was like, "I'm I'm fasting. I don't want to rip open my veins and." Insert pathogenic DNA right now. Yeah. I'll do it tomorrow. But so I like, I, anyway, I'm not, I'm not getting my whooping cough vaccine. I
1: walk in every CVS or any pharmacy and there are promotional signs about getting your free vaccines. Yeah. Every- this is
0: what she said to me. She's like, go get your shingles from CVS or whatever because we don't need, they're so cheap we don't even sell them. I'm like, dude, I'm, I don't know. I don't want to
1: get the shit, But it's free. It's it's so free. It's free.
0: I know. It's so free, and I wonder if it's like because they know later they'll get you to treat you for whatever yeah, badness. And that ain't anyway, free. Sorry. I've been uh, getting you off track there, buddy. <laughs> What's next?
1: A cyber attack could freeze liquidity in the U.S. financial system. This is according to a new research report that was released by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, which found that a well-timed cyber attack on a single large bank could spread rapidly through the U.S. financial system by dramatically impairing the flow of credit between the financial firms. And the paper makes clear that policymakers see cybersecurity as a possible trigger for financial debacle, which they will then inject liquidity via the discount window as a Wow.
0: I've got a couple of things to say to that. Thank you. I've been saying for a while that they are injecting liquidity through the back door, through the repo market. Uh, Last I looked, which was weeks ago, they had already re-injected half of the liquidity that they pulled out when they ended ZERP, zero interest rates in perpetuity. So like they're stimulating.
1: They're stimulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's, we're 11 years into an expansion with 2% interest rates. That's all I have to say. And one of the things Davos said, uh, Trump said at Davos, I think it was at Davos, is that the Fed is like raising rates too fast or whatever. It's it's just nuts. I actually think rates are going to fall. Like yeah. They're at 2% and we're at 11 years and I think they're going to continue to cut rates until he's elected and then gosh who knows what but what you're talking about i don't think does actually happen because of this thing i told you that happened to me twice already one by a nanny who got hold of my checks and stole money out of my checking account another by the irs who stole a bunch of money out of my checking account And when i went to the, to the both times when i went to the Bank the first time they didn't tell me the truth, but they wouldn't investigate it second time they said ever since nine eleven they don't want liqui- liquidity problems, so anyone who has the information that's on the bottom of your check can directly remove money from your account with that and they will not say no so there isn't going to be a liquidity you're you you might lose all your money, but the money will keep flowing
1: well that's that's comforting to know
0: <clears throat> yeah which is was a big tell and when I read that book. Um, and I have one more thing about the Virginia gun rally. Sorry, we're not finished yet.
1: Um, I think the cyber attack. What what struck me there yeah. is that I think we could see an attack, a cyber attack. I mean, we're already seeing cyber attacks from who they they blame them on oh, yeah. various countries. They said Iran did like four. Oh, I think Iran recently. is.
0: I think it's gonna be false flag blames on Iran. for But sure attacking the financial
1: attack system, sure. I think that's a. Yeah. If I were strategizing, that's yes. one way. That's definitely a target you go after.
0: I absolutely totally agree with you. They're they're foreshadowing it up the wazoo. You're going to see that for sure. I just think it's fake.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so, I yeah. mean,
0: it's real. It's gonna it's gonna mess you up.
1: Cybersecurity is also a major theme at Davos.
0: Interesting. Do you do you know any more about that or just, no? I just, just I know, know that that's headline. one of the
1: the the possibility of cyber attacks and the activity in uh, cyberspace is a major theme. I'm going to go back and watch all those discussions later. Oh, my
0: gosh. Well, didn't... Who is that Dick? God, I can't believe people are still named Dick. Who is that Dick? Dick. Who is that Dick? Dick was the guy who worked for Clinton and then started (laughs) going on Hannity's show a lot. Anyway, he said they... Dick Morris? Yes. They always have... Like three layers of meetings, the circle, the circle, the inner circle, and the inner circle is where like the little things like, oh, what to, you know, how do you introduce a global currency? Like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not getting into that meeting. <laughs> so so here's the thing about the Virginia gun rally. There was a little postmortem of that in the Wall Street Journal today. Now, today is Wednesday. That happened on Monday, so they're a little slow on the uptake. But it says, okay – I just scribbled these notes down. So it went into, speaking of like cyber attacks, false flags, getting us ready for something that's happening. This thing, this article went into that, the base, this thing called the base, the white supremacy group that started emerging in 2018, wanted to kill cops and toss firecrackers into the crowd in order to get people to start shooting and to cause chaos. They want to sabotage power lines Derail trains and poison water supplies. Now, I say all of that stuff are government tactics. That's all stuff the government does. And that's what their false flags look like. Even in Ebola, that outbreak, people were found putting formaldehyde in drinking water. And that creates, that liquefies your stuff, which is what Ebola supposedly does. So when I see that, I'm like, they are, these are government people making their plans look like they can. Uh, project them onto somebody else that are training yeah.
1: them anyway. That's what Indivisible does. Indivisible yeah, yeah. trains people yeah, yeah, on yeah, how yeah. to do these these government these uh, activist tactics.
0: Either way, they're it's generated by the powers yeah. that be, in my opinion, and they so they they slip in there that this stuff was all peaceful, especially in and around the gun free zone. So they threw that in there. But then they have a quote from one of the guys who was arrested, the white supremacist. Tell me, it actually took me a beat or two to realize the significance of this. And But you'll probably get it right away since I'm alerting you. He said, we can't let Virginia go to waste. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's Rahm Emanuel's line, baby. Yeah, yeah. So so then I was like okay they're they're just they're projecting their own sick government attitudes on this fabricated thing and I'll tell you why I'm really convinced now this thing is completely made up the parallel parallels never stop here's the thing oh and this idea of causing people to start shooting that is what happened in the Maidan that they started shooting people on both sides they they call it the base and it's it's ground zero for this movement to classify domestic terrorism as a as a separate crime of a nature other than regular crime and al-qaeda which is also the base is the foreign terrorism and the whole thing with al-qaeda was we can't just go through normal channels because They're terrorists, so they don't get rights and everything because they're terrorists or they're foreign combatants. And we have to go into those foreign countries to wipe them out because those countries, those sovereign countries, aren't doing their sovereign duty and maintaining law and order because their systems aren't working. They're not doing it right. So we have what we're doing here now. This is completely consistent with the many areas that we've talked about where – the system that we have of law and order, of politics, of elections is not working. Yeah. Our system is not working. So when do you have special laws for domestic terrorists? Why are they not just criminals? Why Why is there such a thing as domestic terrorism when we're here, we have a functioning police, and I mean, we're, that's why we go to Syria, right? Because they apparently can't handle it. But so they make it seem like Without this martial law, this thing that they did in Virginia, we really don't have the tools. So either you need a separate category of people, domestic terrorists, which includes anti-government conspiracy theories yeah. like the guy who shot his Trump boss, Trump supporter boss. Then, so, they, so you either have a separate law for these people, and they do. That's what McSally, Senator McSally is in charge of. Or you have to change the law altogether. But you always had a a different law for those kind of terrorists, too. It's the laws of piracy. That's what they are. I'm sorry, but they're rogue stateless criminals, right? That's why you say you have special rules for them, and we did in the Constitution. Yeah. Uh, And then there was one other little thing, which is that I would say is what I loved about Mises, Ludwig von Mises, one of the foundational Austrian economists of the murray rothbard and the, the what is ultimately murray rothbard was an Austrian economist I think he coined anarcho-capitalism the self-ordering society i mean really outside of government i don't know if mises thought there should be no government he was probably a minarchist i can't remember but he his philosophy His fundamental thinking was based on what I'd never heard before outside of him, praxeology – sorry, I'm running over – praxeology, which is what do people really do? Just it doesn't have to be what they should do. It doesn't have to be rational. It doesn't have to be moral. What do they do? And that's why I don't like false flags and this kind of thing, the base, because the government wants certain policies. And, and the fundamental legal principles that have been in place for thousands of years have emerged as a result of honest praxeology. So we see how the world works, how people work, what rights we all need, what universal rights apply. We've seen it all. And over thousands of years, we got the United States, which was the last gasp hope for self-limiting government, first and last hope. So – when they make these false flag laws, when they make the base actually rise to the level of shooting everybody on both sides, accelerationism, which is irrational, you want to ask yourself, does this really happen? Do we need to rewrite the laws because of this stuff? No, because it's not real. So they're messing with praxeology, and that just gets my goat.
1: You know, of all the things I thought I might hear today, the phrase, they're messing with praxeology. (laughs) It's definitely not one of them. So I have to say, you surprised me. Very was it unique. worth going
0: over for? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it
1: was great. You guys can find your drive time news blast most weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. on propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you guys tomorrow. And I forgot to play our outro music.
0: You did? I thought maybe you were going to lay it back in later.
1: I'll play it now.
0: Oh, JJ Boogie.
1: And,
0: yes, you go and to go to CJ. Take JJ, your hair baby. down. Relax. Yeah, I'm taking my hair down. I'm going to see JJ Boogie in February. Coming?
1: Las Vegas? We'll have to see. We'll talk to you guys it's later. It's going to be fun. <laughs>